Uh, what can I get you? One podcast, please. Uh, let me check your total. Uh, it's Schmanners. Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions, hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? Well, you know, life <gasps> is lonely on the road. Oh. But I'm glad okay. to be home. I mean, I don't know how to take that because I was with <laughs> you. So how lonely... Was it? Because it was you and me and our baby and our dog (laughs) and like most of my family. So it's not like we were long haul truckers out there. We drove two and a half hours. Sometimes perception alters your reality. I mean, the double A highway is very boring. So boring. So once again, we're going to pull back the curtain here and explain to you why we <laughs> thought of this topic. It's because we drove for two and a half hours and had to stop and get uh, lunch at a fast food restaurant. We did. A quick service restaurant, as I believe they are uh, supposed to be called. I, I didn't I didn't find quick service. I did find that there's an ongoing debate between drive through being spelled drive dash t-h-r-u and drive through being spelled drive dash t-h-r-o-u-g-h no that second one is wrong t-h-r-u i would say i think quick search so here's the difference drive through i think literally like is a place where you drive past the window right and they hand stuff to you mm-hmm. i think quick service encompasses a much larger okay of like subway you know or a restaurant uh, a restaurant a, you know a, you know what i mean yeah a place that doesn't have a window you can drive up to but is not necessarily like a sit down someone brings you a menu and takes your order kind of restaurant i i would draw a distinction between that and then a counter service restaurant where you would order at the counter and get like a number, a table number or something. You take that back to your table and someone still brings you the food that you've ordered. Um, that's different as well. So. But I would say that I think quick service is a much larger umbrella or like drive through counter service. I think f- and I think there are probably even maybe some table service places you could call quick service restaurants i don't know what i just know that as we've done munch squad of my brother my brother and me there have been restaurants that fall under the quick service industry that i would not think of as like fast food restaurants okay uh like fazoli's fast food italian what 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 do they think of next so i'm going to take a shot in the dark here and say that drive through restaurants didn't exist before the car am i right <laughs> You are correct. Yes. Uh, I, there I was suppose, no buggy through restaurants. I suppose somebody could have thrown food into your buggy. but Now, I will say there is at least some um, like uh, historical, archaeological evidence 
that there were drive through restaurants in caveman days where they would put big racks of ribs mm-hmm. on the sides of people's cars and then those cars would tip over. Oh, man. Oh, Wilma. <laughs> okay. Well, so um, by World War II, about, uh, there was car hop service, mm-hmm. right? So there was the central kind of a restaurant area that didn't have a dine-in area, but they did have like stations for cars and your order would be taken and then taken back to the, to the prep area and then delivered back again to you to have in your car. Do you want to hear one of my favorite like weird college memories? Sure. There was a place in Norman, Oklahoma, and I hope it still exists. I haven't checked. So I went to school at the University of Oklahoma, Boomer Sooner. And there was a place, I believe it was called Sooner Drive-In or something like that. And Sonic came along and was like, hey, we want to buy your location and turn it into a Sonic. And they were like, no, thank you. And Sonic said, fine, we'll open right next door and put you out of business. And they were like, okay. And it didn't. They both just operated and did very well. (laughs) So side by side was a drive-in kind of car hop thing that was like, you know, 60 years old. And then right next to it, a Sonic. And both of them were always full. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But then in 1947, there is a recording of the first drive-through, meaning that instead of parking your car to eat... Uh, it consisted of pretty much just like a cul-de-sac, right? Uh, with the the restaurant at one side. And so there was no place to park. You just had to drive next to the restaurant. You would get your, give them your order, get your food, and you had to drive away. There was just, it was like a circle. And this was at Red's Giant Hamburg on Route 66 in Springfield, Missouri. Ah, Route 66. The life, blood, the spine of the na- the the varicose veins of the nation. <laughs> I don't know. There's something heartbeats. The sure um, lifeline, whatever, sure, something like that. Um, but Reds closed in 1984, so In and Out Burger is probably the longest running Wait, burger drive-through. What about McDonald's? I thought you were going to say McDonald's. <gasps> nope. Really. There were McDonald's in the 70s that didn't have drive-thru windows. Okay. It was not a drive-thru. It was not conceived as a drive-thru restaurant. I, honest to God, until right now, thought you were going to tell me that like McDonald's came up. Ray Kroc invented drive-thru. No. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but In-N-Out Burger, uh, the one in one of them in the Los Angeles area, um, opened in 1948 and is still going. That's amazing um, because In-N-Out is also the worst drive through because <laughs> it takes the longest. I will say, listen, In-N-Out is very good. The fries are okay. If you don't eat them hot, they're garbage. And I have never waited as long at all times of the day, no matter what time of day it is, In-N-Out is the longest way to drive through across every In-N-Out location I've ever been at. And you have I it. have I ever sat in a drive through for In and Out? I don't think so. Yeah, remember there was an In and Out like right by our apartment when we lived in Culver City. But I don't remember sitting at the drive through. No, that is because someone was walking down the line with an iPad in their hand, taking everyone's orders. 
so that they would hopefully be ready by the time you got up there because it was so slow. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of let the cat out of the bag with the with the McDonald's business. Um, but it like I said, it wasn't conceived as a drive through restaurant. But in 1951, Jack in the Box <gasps> was conceived as a drive through concept. OK. 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 I'm thinking about names here. in and out makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. It's like a name of a place. It was like a drive through. You're in, you're out. Yeah. Jack in the Box is like a tiny place with one guy working there, <laughs> maybe named Jonathan. Uh, I mean, a lot of these areas are, I mean, sorry, these restaurants, these Jack in the Box restaurants are only drive through. Like okay. there is no dining. So like I told you about how a lot of these restaurants were kind of like just the the food prep area and the drive around. Okay. Um, Jack, Box, Jack in the Box is kind of proof of concept for that, really. Okay, this is hmm, I I'm willing to bet that you know what I was about to say willing to bet. I know that there are probably documentaries and like historical accounts and like, you know, about how these drive through restaurants and quick service restaurants changed the face of like cuisine Mm -hmm. and probably also health. Right. Because one of the things that I've always bemoaned. Um, especially coming from West Virginia and Huntington in particular, and also now in Cincinnati, is so like I worked uh, at Best Buy for many years, and like you know we get a lunch break of like a half hour there, or like at the theater, right? I'd work until like eleven p.m. and I'd leave hungry. I'd go on break, and I wanted something fast, right? And the options weren't there for like I'm going to have a super healthy, balanced you know, like vegetable heavy thing, unless you wanted to like get a salad from Wendy's or something like that. But even that was laden with like cheese and bacon and stuff. I think that there have been throughout the years, different iterations of quote, healthy food available at these sorts of places. But the long and the short of it is it's hard to eat with a fork in your car. Yeah. Like a handheld item to eat is a lot easier when you're talking about the confined space of an automobile. And and let me be clear, I am not at all poo-pooing on like drive-through restaurants. I actually like them as an affordable, you know, uh, choice as a fast choice. If I'm out driving or we're on a road trip, I stop at a fast food restaurant. I'm I'm not here to judge. I am saying I think that they come up against the restraints of how do we both balance like fast and and uh, repeatable meals. Mm-hmm. While also having the confines of like fresh stuff goes bad very quickly and we don't have time to like cook a, you know, soup, you know, like a, we don't have time to do like a fish, you know. Well, I think what you thing. mean is like baking, roasting takes yes. a lot more time, whereas grilling and frying are very fast. Yes. Yeah. Um. Well, so not only the food available at the drive-in but the way that we order has has completely changed due to the drive-in um especially since this focus on speed was a was one of the biggest like attractions right fast food so in order to up the time i'm sorry in order to up the amount of of customers you can the get turnover. through yeah, the turnover yeah. uh, of a drive-through line menus were replaced with pictures 
right? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a lot easier to look at a picture. And the number system uh, isn't really that new either. But originally, these places had maybe six to eight menu items. Um, But... The, the picture was still really important to this this quick turnover um, because you can see it you you register it kind of immediately you don't have to read a description. yeah you don't yeah. have to read a description and that that picture is what you're you know what gets your uh, gets your saliva going right and I bet it also helped that in that way of like this is what the thing is and if you want different from this you have to ask for it exactly. But, like, this is the standard instead of, like, a burger with whatever you want. And then you have to decide what all the individual pieces are. If you say, like, you can have this, you know, cheeseburger deluxe and this is what's on it. And this is a cheeseburger basic and this is what's on it. Yeah. 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 Um, and and it also kind of the science behind this this fast delivery of food um, has also. This quick food, <laughs> if you will. This fast food. Uh, as as much as we talk about it's getting through the line in like 90 seconds or less or all that kind of stuff, um, a lot of these places are now being designed to get you through the, the initial ordering process slower. And here's the reason why. Because if you have a car stack of like three to five cars and you have that first menu that's not attached to a speaker box you have time to decide what it is you want beforehand Mm -hmm. so you spend less time waiting at the speaker box to tell the uh, employee what you want so that's when the clock kind of really starts right so you can get better numbers you can get better kind of like morale for we serve burgers the fastest or whatever um because the clock starts when you start your order at those kind of, I mean, it doesn't always start that way because there's no kind of like, but, you know, there's no real <laughs> rules or baseline to this. But you can start the clock you. there. I'm going to interrupt you before we get tweets and emails. There is. There are certain rules that if you're like if there are mystery shoppers that come through your fast food restaurant, I know this because I went through the tweets and questions and everything. Oh, and like, see, this is not something that I was able to yeah. quantify. So I'm I'm interested to there learn. There is about like this. industry standard, especially like specific to each location of like this is what we expect your turnaround time to be. Like I, so I worked in the quick service industry at Jimmy John's. And the kind of, not even unspoken, because we were told it, the rule was they needed to have their food before they got their change. And so, like, you would order, and I, (laughs) I, which I'll tell why in a second, always work the register. And, like, I was told to go as fast as I could at the register. And they were, like, moving down a line of, like, three people to get the sandwich to them as I was handing them their change. And the reason I always work the register, register is that when someone would order a sandwich, they'd say, Travis, make a hunter. And I would say, I've never made a sandwich before. And they would say, oh, then just use the register. Every time for six months until I was offered a management position and I quit. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it, it, there is a thing of, like, you know, they're trying to move through it fast. Hey, listen, if you're uh, listening and you work in the quick service industry, I'm going to give you a billion dollar innovation and you're welcome. I'm just going to give it away. This is for everybody right now. All of the menus are on the wall behind everyone's head. When they walk up to the counter, move those menus forward 
so that people walking up to the counter can see them when they're standing in line instead of walking up and then they look up to look at them. Maybe two sets of menus. I don't know. Well, but that's what up, I was talking yeah, about yeah, as yeah. far as like while you're waiting in line for the speaker box. And I know that that's not drive through. That's indoor dining. But yeah, I'm, I'm here to help everyone out. Um, so drive throughs are becoming more and more kind of a, a necessity for things that you wouldn't even think about it. So Starbucks, for mm-hmm. example, <clears throat> excuse me, um, 60% of all new Starbucks opening, and it seems like there's always a new Starbucks opening, have drive throughs um, because uh, the the coffee experience used to be something that people sit and savor, and now it's considered like a fix, right? Yes. I do know exactly what you mean. <laughs> and even Starbucks is starting to place an emphasis for off-highway kinds of locations to really tap into uh, the markets that haven't seen uh, Starbucks like drive through service. So, I mean, I'm used to seeing them kind of like on exits off of highways and things like that. Um, but more and more like rural town centers are getting drive through Starbucks because it's something that people have decided they really need and it's working for that company. You know, what's interesting is in my lifetime, and maybe this is just because BB is not in an age yet where this happens, and maybe people will tweet at me and tell me that I'm just not seeing it. But I remember being like six or seven and going to birthday parties in McDonald's. Mm -hmm. Me too. And like that there were play places and like there was a lot. There were like TVs set up so you could like watch cartoons when you were in the McDonald's and stuff. And so it was much more focused on like the indoor experience and the drive through was something you did as a necessity. Right. Yeah. I don't have time to stop. And, like, that's why there was a lot more about, like, the kids club and the McDonaldland fry kids and stuff mm-hmm. because they were really pushing the whole experience. And now I feel like I see McDonald's renovate to get rid of the play place. And, like, you're seeing less and less about the indoor experience. And it's much more about speeding up the drive through where now you have, like, the two lines that you can go through. Right. And, like, it's really about speeding up the drive through process than it is making the indoor experience better. Um, um, I mean, I think that there's arguments for, for both sides of that because I also have seen, uh, you know, McDonald's with mega play places mm. and, like, you know, ball pits and all kinds of things like that. Um, but there, before we get to questions and thank you notes before that, I wanted to say a few of, like, the most fun things that I found while researching. Okay. I think it is really awesome how uh, there is a chain um, developed in the mid-60s called the Wiener Schnitzel chain, uh-huh. right? And I've seen these and I've always been completely intrigued because the way that the restaurant is constructed is is completely unique. It's, it's an, like an A-frame. Yeah, it's yeah. an A-frame where you actually drive through the middle of the restaurant. Like a drive-through beer place. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Do those exist other places or I think just they here? Do. Okay. I think they do. But like it was it's just so I think it feels very um I don't know, special <laughs> to instead of you drive around the building, you drive straight through it. I don't know. Anyway, um, but the other one I wanted to talk about was how uh, drive through actually changed the way cars were constructed. Oh, um, so before 
probably uh, before the drive through there wasn't really any such thing as a cup holder in a car because it was considered that you were, I know, your mind is blown. You Look are blowing my mind right now. Yes. So because when you were going to places, you were going there to eat. You weren't really eating in your car. And even at car hop restaurants, they would bring, a tray. bring a tray that had yeah. a cup holder in it. But by the 1980s, it was common for cars to feature more cup holders than seats. So just think about that. Every passenger had a cup holder and more. I bet also Amazing, right? I bet also drive through had a huge impact on the development of automatic windows. I think probably, yes. Um and this was another thing that I wanted to mention. The development of the lap mat. Have you heard of this? No. Well, it kind of, you know, came in and, and out in the 70s. Wait, can I guess? Yeah. Is it like the tray table in an airplane? No, not not quite. Okay. Um, it was more just like a printed piece of butcher paper to use as like a lap napkin type thing. So that when you were sitting. I Wait, know, but why? Because drive through because it's messy food. Okay. So it was like putting a giant like butcher paper tablecloth on your legs in order to eat your food. Okay. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Set it up. Can I ask you a question? And then the last thing. Oh. The last thing. So we really take for granted um, the way that we go through and, and speak to the employee before we actually see them. But that two-way speaker box wasn't invented until Jack in the Box opened it. Um, in 19, like I said, they opened in 1951 and that's where the name came from, isn't it? Cause there was a speaker in the clown's mouth. Yes. Because this was to, to warn customers that a disembodied voice would be speaking to them. Right. Because it was so unheard of. I mean, you didn't have to pick up a handset to talk through like a telephone and maybe, at other restaurants, you did, but this idea of the two-way speaker—you wouldn't even know to roll down your window. Yeah, you would just hear like, rah, 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 and you'd be like, "What the? What? Am yeah. I dying? Is Very this cool, Satan?" Right? A lot like, of these. No, things, it's just that scary cloud. <laughs> a lot of these things we take for granted were kind of new and and up and coming technologies. So much so that people had to be warned about them. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe that we've made it over 20 minutes. I haven't asked you this question. What's your favorite fast food? Oh, rallies. Oh, that's not a bad call. I can break it down. It's a couple differences. Well, checkers. Rallies, checkers. Yeah. So Arby's has the best fries, hands down. If you the curly fries. Curly right? fries. If you're talking about regular fries, Burger King, when they redid their fry recipe and made them crispier, yes, yes, yes. Oh, love it. I thought we were talking about like the entree, the main well, attraction. Well, if that's it, then I think Wendy's Burgers are the best. Really? Yeah. I enjoy Wendy's Burgers. I really like Rallies slash Checkers because it feels so juicy. It's got all this uh, Yeah, stuff but you know it. what? I enjoy I Arby's Roast Sandwich. Roast Beef Sandwich from Arby's is unique and different. I like that horsey sauce. Yes, I also enjoy the I love horseradish, which is why. I will say, though, here, oh. Listen to me. My inner West Virginian is about to spring forth. What I love is the Long John Silvers. You get the tray and you got your fish, right? Or your chicken and your fries and your hush puppy. But also 
this bed of just deep fried batter crunchies. Ugh. I used to do, my family used to, every time we went, <laughs> oh God, this is gross. <laughs> every time we would go through Long John Silver's drive through request an extra box of crunchies. And it was, just, my mom was so disgusted by it. And me and Justin Griffin just love just these chunks just of deep chunk fried, of deep fried batter. oily batter. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! No, um, but I love a Rally's burger. I'm amazed I'm not dead at this point. <laughs> uh, their fries—they're the—they're the peppered fries, right? They're okay. I'll tell you what. For a long time, my jam was McDonald's chicken fajitas. What? Yeah, they were really good. And they might not have been available everywhere. The also, McDonald's, McDonald's brats, my, oh. McDonald's pizza. McDonald's pizza was available at the McDonald's in my hometown. Did you have McDonald's bratwurst? No. Mm, that was another good one. Did you have salad shakeups? Yes. Okay. I mean, they were available. I didn't have them. <laughs> that was the big thing at my at mine in in uh, where I grew up. Okay. All right. Um, we've got some thank you notes and then we'll be back with your questions. This week, Schmanners is supported in part by Zola. Zola takes the stress out of wedding planning with free wedding websites, save the dates and invitations, a wedding registry, and a free, easy to use wedding planning tools. Over a hundred beautiful save the date and invitation designs for every wedding and style and color scheme and has over a hundred beautiful wedding website designs to choose from all for free um zola is really like a one-stop shop for everything you need for your wedding which take it from us and, people who you have know, planned a others. wedding it's wonderful to just be like be able to like check 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 knock off so many things off your list yeah, get it done. Shop. One fell swoop and get one on, swell swoop. Get on to the good stuff. You know, cake tasting. Mm. Teresa so, and I just recently discussed the possibility <laughs> of going to places and telling them we were planning a wedding just to have a little free cake. And, and when, only now, when I say it out loud, do I realize we are monsters. And when you say we discussed, you I said it up. you said why don't we just? And I well, said uh, no. Well, I've often also thought that maybe I should take your wedding ring back and then at a restaurant, get down on one knee, give that applause, maybe some free cheesecake. <laughs> I'm a mo- okay, you're looking at me like I'm a monster. I anyway, get it. Okay. our listeners can sign up at Zola.com slash Schmanners. That's Z-O-L-A dot com slash S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S and get 30% off of your save the dates and invitation orders. So check out Zola for your registry needs today. Uh, we're also sponsored in part this week by Warby Parker. I am a glasses wearer. I have worn glasses since I was in second grade. Um, in second grade, joined the Talented and Gifted program, got diagnosed with ADD, started speech therapy, started wearing glasses. I was the coolest kid. <laughs> um, so let me tell you. You could have had like the Holy Grail if you had gotten braces as well. I know, right? Unfortunately, I got these perfect chompers. Mm-hmm. Um, as a glasses wearer, one of the most, I would say, nerve wracking things in the world, and I know it shouldn't be, but going to a store and trying on glasses I have no idea, right? Because, like, you're in this place with all these bright lights. And also, I'm sorry if you work at a glasses store, but pushy salespeople. It's 
people talk about used car salespeople. I have never had pushier salespeople than glasses salespeople. Gotta sell them frames. I guess. Like, you would think they've never sold glasses before and they're all at, like, risk of the whole place shutting down all the time ever. And one of the things I really love about Warby Parker is they have a home try-on program that's absolutely free where you pick out five pairs, they send them to you, and you have five days to try on the frames and really kind of live in them Mm -hmm. and, like... Look at yourself in the mirror, take selfies, send your friends, show your friends and family and be like, what do you think about these? And like this no pressure, enjoy them, wear them, really try them on kind of thing is amazing to me. I got sunglasses from Warby Parker and it was really great uh, because the problem that I have with sunglasses is after I wear them for a little while, they start to squeeze on the sides of my face and it was so great to have that try on period where I could see that oh I cannot wear these for more than 10 minutes and know that those were not for me and Teresa doesn't wear glasses so it's not prescription she just has really amazing sunglasses now so even if you're not a prescription glasses wearer you should still check out Warby Parker and the glasses start at just $95 which includes prescription lenses $95 including prescription lenses that's such a good deal Lenses include anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings. Anti-scratch is really important when you have a baby who loves to wear your sunglasses. And for every pair you buy, a pair is distributed to someone in need, which is amazing. Um, Oh, and that home try-on program, there's no obligation to buy. It ships for free and includes a prepaid return shipping label. So go to warbyparker.com slash schmanners to order your free home try-ons today. And after you head to warbyparker.com slash schmanners and place your home try-on order, make sure to download the Warby Parker app from iTunes App Store. That's Warby Parker, W-A-R-B-Y-P-A-R-K-E-R.com slash S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S. Go now and start your home try-on. Hello, I'm Oliver Wong, DJ, scholar, and journalist. And I'm Morgan Rhodes, music supervisor and stiletto devotee. And we host Heat Rocks, a podcast where we invite our favorite musicians, writers, and scholars to talk about the albums that have changed their lives. Morgan, what exactly is a heat rock? It's a record that's like hot fire, combustible. Basically, just a really, really good album. We've taken a deep dive into Nigerian funk from the 70s. He kind of had like a bad reputation in in town as just being like a sketchy dude. (laughs) And he was just making music that for thousands of miles around him, he was the only person doing anything like that. 1980s teen comedy soundtracks. This soundtrack always felt the same to me as like when I would find a a great blazer at a thrift store that I could, I was like, oh, this is going to be me now. We've talked about Prince, Boys to Men, Kendrick Lamar, and everything in between. Heat Rocks, every Thursday here on Maximum Fun. Hey, have you checked out the Max Fun Store recently? If you head to maxfunstore.com now, you'll see a bunch of cool new stuff in there, along with your old favorites. We've got a colorful retro-inspired bubble shirt, plus stickers, buttons, and a poster. Reading glasses fans will love their new library book-inspired shirt. And if you're a fan of beef, check back Friday for the debut of our Beef and Dairy Network merch. We've got all that and more from a ton of MaxFun shows. There's even a Rocket Logo skateboard deck there. So go click around, see what we've got in stock, and buy yourself something fun at MaxFunStore.com. Okay. We have some questions. Oh, 
Okay. Okay. And I this is amazingly our elbows on the table question that we got like 10 times. And so I want to knock it out first. This is from Fox. Can we get a definite answer to the question we have all wondered? Is it all right to go through a drive-through window without a car? I can answer this on a couple levels. One, no. <laughs> Here is why. Here are the multiple reasons why it is not This okay. is not the question I thought we would get, but please do expound. Okay, so one, first and foremost, it's a safety issue, especially if you're dealing with, like, it's night or low visibility or anything like that, right? A person walking in a lane where cars drive in any context is unsafe. Two, there are weight sensors, right, that you drive over that alerts the staff that there's someone waiting to order. Those won't be triggered if you're walking on it, riding a bicycle on it, or in a lot of cases, a motorcycle on it. Um, and three, if you walk up to, and I know that this is going to sound weird, but go with me. If you walk up to a window, it's intimidating and scary for the people walking, working inside. Because if you're in a car, you're usually lower than the window, right? And there is some kind of identifying feature. There is a wind, you know, that you can say like he was in a red Mustang and the license plate was blah, 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 right? But if you walk up to a window, I at least would be so worried that someone was going to reach inside the window because now they're at the same level as the window is. I just wouldn't open it if I was working inside. So, no, you should not. I would say maybe a motorcycle is okay, but I would say motorcycle is the cutoff. No pedal bike, no walking up, uh, none of that. You're either in a car, maybe a motorcycle, but that's about it. Where are you going to put your drink if you're in a motorcycle? Right? It's, I don't know. What did you think the question was going to be? I thought the question was going to be about double lane drive throughs Oh, Who we didn't get any of those. First. Really? Yeah. That's the thing that has always, like, vexed me as far as double drive throughs I am not sure if it's, like, a merge highway situation or if it's, like... The first person to order gets to go first or any of this. So this is this. Oh, I'm so excited. This is why I, I researched it explicitly. Okay. Because technology is amazing and it doesn't matter at all. Here's the reason why. <laughs> this is what I've wondered because I've always just thought they were wizards. No. Cameras. Well, yes. Okay. So, Way to take the magic out of I all of it. I know. But so when you place an order, a picture is taken of your car so that no matter if like three people from the other side of the drive through go in front of you, you are matched with your order and your picture and the order comes up on a screen for the employees so they can look at you and see which bag belongs to who. So it, it doesn't matter what order you go in and... Uh, a lot of employees are trained now to ask like key questions. So like, um, uh, let's say cheeseburger, no pickles, right? So they'll say, "Are did you order cheeseburger, no pickles? And they'll be like, no, I did not. And they're like, sorry about that. And they'll get you the right bag, right? So this this kind of perceived anxiety we have over who goes first and the turns Just go and when you're done be careful don't peel out don't hit the other person as they're moving exactly and you don't have to worry about edging out the person uh behind you because 
it's the technology is there and you will be matched with your correct order. It does not matter. Uh, this question is from Andy. Is it rude to ask for multiple orders through a drive through? Um, what my experience has been uh, multiple orders for people in the same car on the same check up to three. Up to three. That's right? what I've experienced as well. If there are separate people, separate checks, you really should just go inside. Now, here's the thing. That a lot of these, once again, it, you, I think that one of the factors you have to consider is drive time, how busy it is. Are there other people online? Sure, sure, sure. Because, like, if you have three orders and no one else is in line and it's, like, 2.30 p.m., you're probably fine. Now, what I will say is what you want to do is when you pull up to the, you know, to the speaker, say, I have multiple orders, right? I have three separate orders and then say, this is order one, blah, 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 blah. This is order two, blah, 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 blah. Oh, this no. is order three. I think that you and I are saying different things on this occasion. Whereas I'm saying you real like if there are different people on different checks, I think that it is probably better for you to go inside. No, and I understand be what separate. you're saying. I agree with you if there's a line behind you. Okay. But I think that one of the things that comes down here, right, is there's another factor to consider. The more complicated your Absolutely. order. Absolutely the easier your life will be and the higher chance you have of it being correct if you go inside. Yeah. So that's the thing is you can place multiple orders at the window, right? But if it's like all three of you want separate checks and you also have very specific dietary needs and you want a bunch of replacements on a thing and you're making a bunch of substitutions, yeah. you should go, go inside. inside. You should go inside. Um, My dad, first of all, loves drive through burgers. He, when he was working, he's retired now, but when he was working on the way home from work, he would stop and get a burger and then also have dinner when he came home. But so he's, anyway, and he's a very skinny man. He's a fit man. Um, but he would always, always, always get upset when he would make an order at the drive through for my sisters who tend to be a little pickier as far as food goes because it was always wrong right so there was there was his oh, order it was there the was, same with us yeah it was my mom's order mine order my order we had no substitutions i was like i'm gonna eat it as it comes but my older and younger sister also were like no ketchup no onions extra pickles no cheese things like that like normal things a human being might ask for on a burger but I'm, what I'm saying is, because there were so many of us, it was more often than not incorrect and someone was upset. And this is the point where, like, young children are not like, just scrape it off and it won't work, right? So I think that we were always happier when we went inside and took that extra time to get what it was that they wanted, uh, this next question is from Christian along these same lines. Is it rude to check your order is correct before pulling away? Here's my advice. Okay. Pull up. Yes. Right. So get your food. Right. Pull up a car's length so the car behind you can pull up and get their food. Check your bag sitting there because most of the time in most drive through designs, there is then a door 
right there mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. you could then duck in and say, hey, I ordered this and didn't get this. And then you can park over on a parking space and they'll bring you out the right thing. Don't sit at the window yes. and slow up their whole line. Correct. Agree. Um, let's see. This question is from Per Light. Sure. What's the maximum amount of time someone should figure out what they want and order? Or should you know exactly what you want before pulling in? Uh, I think that uh, we would benefit with some sort of clarification as far as pulling in goes. Um, I mean, if you don't know what's on the menu, you certainly should take your time and peruse before you get up to the speaker. Now, uh, Travis and I, just on this last road trip we did go to a drive-thru and we were the only ones in line there's nobody behind us and so he said I'm not sure what I want please give me a moment and they said take your time I'm ready when you are and then we needed a second to decide what it was we wanted and I think that the key to this kind of interaction was letting the person taking our orders know that we needed a second. Here is my tip and trick. Tips and tricks? Whatever. Don't let the technology cloud your judgment. Picture it like you're at a restaurant and the waiter has just walked up and said, can I take your order? Right? If you're not ready to order, you would say, oh, we just need one more second. Right? And they would leave and go do other stuff. And if you are ready to order, take the same amount of time you would as if there was a human being standing in front of you. And this, I will say in general, is a good rule of thumb when you're thinking about a drive through There is a human being on the other end of this exchange, and maybe their voice is garbled through the speaker, or you don't see them or whatever, but treat them like a human being mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. be nice and listen and say thank you and please and like have your money ready to go when you get up there and like say thank you and all of these things like it's a human an article i read said the way of the future is touchscreen ordering but even then if you and okay if at any point you interact with a human being in any exchange <laughs> it is a human interaction and you should treat it as such yes, right yes like, deal yes the thing is is you are not I don't know, disconnected from them and like, listen, I'm just going to get on my soapbox just for a second. If you ever find yourself feeling in any way superior to someone working in a fast food restaurant, get down off your high horse and realize that they are working hard to make food for you that you are eating and doing a service for you and they are working to pay their bills and maybe feed their family and do their stuff just like you are and you're not any better than them. So treat them with respect and be cool. Right. right. Okay, I'm off my horse. Wait, I'm off my soapbox? Yeah, you were on a soapbox. They were people, on a horse. They were on the horse. Okay, yeah. right. But you were as high because you were what? on a soapbox. I wasn't as high. A soapbox isn't as high as a horse, honey. I don't Depends know. Depends on the height of the horse. Or the soapbox, I guess. You, you know what? You're not wrong. Um, this is from Aaron. If you pull up and there's no response at the intercom, is it rude to ask if anyone is there or just wait it out? Um, I think that you can ask if someone is there. I would, again, like you just said, you know, treat a person with respect and be like, hello, is anyone there? Instead of like, hey, you, I'm here. You could also just say like, hello, right? You don't have to do that like, hello, like, yes, excuse me. Sure. I mean, 
Do you I want mean, crumpets? You don't do need you to have do any gray poupon? Do you have any gray poupon? You need to say like, hello. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, right? I'm like, and because here's the thing, especially if it is not one of those fancy schmancy divided lanes, right? They might be helping somebody. Yeah. Don't just assume that someone's ignoring you, you know what I mean? Especially if it's busy. So I think it's okay to say, hello. Or like, I just need a minute, whatever, right? And, uh, but... You know, if you've been sitting there for a while, a throat clear or like, excuse me. Sure. sure. It's fine. Especially since, once again, the way that most of the time it works is you drive over a sensor and they can have problems just like any other piece of technology, right? And then the cameras, remember. Right. So it might not have triggered or done whatever. So, yeah, I think it's okay to say something. Um, Let's see. Let's do two more. Um, this is from Carly. Is it ever appropriate to honk when someone is taking an ungodly time to order or if they aren't paying attention and the line is moving? Um, so this is a, a time where I wish that we had the the separate honks, the the Mabim Bam right. trademark. Ahem. Ahem. Excuse me. <laughs> Mark uh honks. Um, but no, I I don't. Um, because they they will move eventually, and I mean, you're you're not gonna like get your food before they get theirs. So here's the only circumstance I would say it is okay if there are like so say that there is car one is at the payment window, then car two, then car three is in front of you, and you are car four, and car one moves ahead. And car two moves ahead. And then car two pays and car two moves ahead. And car three is still sitting there. I think in that circumstance, it is okay. Because at this point, it's not just inconveniencing you. It's also inconveniencing the people working. I think of it like if you were in a line for a roller coaster, right? And person one got on the roller coaster. And person two got on the roller coaster. And now the roller coaster car is just sitting there empty as they wait for person three. And person three is like on their phone with earbuds in. Then I think it would be okay to say, like, I think it's your turn. A, a polite, eh. excuse me, honk. Not like, <laughs> just then. Don't make that <laughs> sound in these people's ears, right. please. Um, real quick, this is from Nathan. I can answer this in one sentence. My car window doesn't work. Normally, I just open my door and lean out. Should I do this? Should I do something different? I think that it is okay as a temporary fix, Nathan. But if it is a recurring thing, once again, if I was working a fast food window and I saw someone seemingly getting out of their car i that would be intimidating to me and that would be scary to me so i would say like sure if you need to for now but maybe work on getting that fixed if you or eat, if you inside. eat a lot of yeah or go inside right like there's another option um so i think that's gonna do it for us thank you so much for listening um i hope we did a good job and i there's a specific reason i'm concerned about that because i saw a lot of people in the tweets like i work in the fast food i can't wait to hear this episode i was like oh no and for some reason that was very intimidating to me i think that our overwhelming uh under overwhelming undercurrent <laughs> has been People who work at fast food are people, so yes. be nice. Be nice, please. <laughs> um, if you have any ideas for topics, you can uh, tweet them at us, uh, at Cast, and you can email us, schmannerscast at gmail.com. Um, check out all the other amazing shows on MaximumFun.org. Oh, also. I can't wait to get deep into Bubble. Yeah, I'm excited. it's so good. Your husband's on it. You should check it out. Um, Schmanners is going to be at 
uh, London Podfest, September 8th. Um, so you- all you UK peeps... Send us your uh, suggestions. Yes, very them. much, please. You can go to bit.ly slash Schmanners London to get those tickets. Uh, also, Schmanners is going to be in New York for New York Comic Con. We're going to do a combination Schmanners and Travis and Friends show. You can get those tickets at bit.ly slash NYCC. Also, there's an upcoming uh, Cincinnati Underground Society show, which is my... Um, like people sit around chatting secret society show where I don't tell you who the guests are going to be. That's a secret. But you come, you enjoy the show, and you get to see a lot of really cool guests. I will tell you, the lineup for this one is very exciting, and I wish I could tell you about it, but I can't. So September 23rd, you just need to come to Cincinnati or show up to the show if you're already in Cincinnati. You can get your tickets at bit.ly slash cuss, C-U-S-S, September 2018. Um. Yeah. So there's all of that, Teresa. What else? Well, we always like to thank Brent Bruntlefloss Black for our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are sold. Also, thank you to Kayla M. Wassel for our beautiful Twitter thumbnail art. Um. Thank you to Keely Weiss Photography for the cover banner. Cover banner? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh. For the fan run Facebook group Schmanners Fanners which you should join because there are a lot of lovely fans in that group and they all give very polite advice. And I think that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners. A Schmanners. Get it? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.